0: We are now five out of six in the first three weeks of the NFL season picking the upset special. One can say we're on fire right now. Who's the upset special this week? Well, you're going to have to tune in because the pre-snap wagering show starts right now.
1: You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at linestarapp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey
0: yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome, welcome to the Pre-Snap Wagering Show right here. On the Line Star app, it's me, and it's my BFF, Mike Randall, and we are breaking down all of the week four games for you in terms of betting, in terms of spreads, overs, unders, pick'ems. You got it. We've got it all for you right here. And Mike, pretty good here. Five out of six on the upset special. We now have set the bar very high, but I don't care. I want to take that bar, and I want to crush it. I think we are the bar, Mike Randall. That's what I think.
1: The BFF is being very kind. What did Pedro Martinez call the Yankees? That's what I am to you. Freddie (laughs) Kitchens fourth and nine draw. Are you kidding me? Gosh, Uh they got right down there. Love the Browns in that game. But, yeah, we're doing all right so far. Really good stuff.
0: Dude, let me tell you, man. That that Browns team is on the precipice of one and three, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that press conference if that happens. Oh, oh, that's going to be so good afterwards. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. oh, Oh, Get ready, get your popcorn out, because that's going to be a fun one. We've got some tight games here this week, too. We're starting to get a better idea of who some of these <clears throat> teams are right now. Who would have thought that the Lions would be where they are right now? That's another incredible
1: one, right? Certainly not me, that's for sure. No,
0: certainly not. Not even me either. But look, this is what the NFL is. like. You, you look around, and the first couple of weeks, there's always the things that you definitely see are going to be a case. Like the Chiefs are good, and the Pats are good, and all these things. And then there's things that you don't see coming necessarily, like well, maybe the Cleveland Browns are a hot mess. Uh, maybe the Detroit Lions are more competitive than people realize. And I think that's that's what the fun comes in, and the fun comes in winning you money and getting you all set up for your wagering. So let's kick things off here, and let's kick it off with uh, let's go with the Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans. Now the Texans are at home in this one. Last week they were the upset special. Uh, not only did they cover, but they won outright. Cha-ching. Boom, baby. That's, that's what I'm talking about. The Chargers at home are not a home field advantage, but they will get Gordon back. We'll talk about them in a second. But let's stick with the Texans. They're favored by four in this one against Carolina Panthers. Now, Kyle Allen played very well. I mean, I understand it was the Cardinals. Not a good defensive team, but still a road start. Still played very well. I think this is a taller order. I'm concerned with Kyle Allen's ability in this one. It would not shock me if he played well again. But the question is, Mike Randall, does he play well enough to cover this four?
1: He absolutely plays well enough to cover this four. We've learned, I love it. We've learned a lot in this last week and the beginning of this week with the game last night. And I'm going to apply that to all the picks that I select this week. Carolina held Jared Goff. He was the fantasy QB 29. Jameis Winston, fantasy QB 21. Kyler Murray. Fantasy QB 15. They're a sneaky team. They're top four in sacks. They get after the quarterback. And this is one of these games, Joe. No one is picking Carolina. Kyle Allen did a nice job last week, but that was Arizona, right? So it's not really that impressive. Deshaun Watson, they go out to the Chargers, which you predicted correctly, and they won there against a good team. So everyone's high on Houston, like everyone was high on Green Bay last night. Like everyone thought, oh, Philadelphia lost at home to Detroit. How are they going to bounce back? Love Carolina in this spot kyle allen he's got a lot of weapons out there he's got curtis samuel dj moore greg olson a lot of things christian mccaffrey of course is going to be the center of the offense i love the four and i love carolina you know you make a lot
0: of good points too about how well they played against some of the better quarterbacks and that's that's tremendous that's a tremendous point there that you're making um and a thing i was taken back when you go back and watch the game footage on allen was the execution was there <clears throat> and i think that's important too it's sort of um you know, the offensive line didn't change overnight. I know Cam Newton took a ton of sacks in that Thursday night game and all that stuff, but it's funny because he seemed to be able to get out, make the read quick, get rid of the football, and all of a sudden Samuel and DJ Moore kind of came to life again. It was kind of a fascinating thing to watch. Now the number's is 47 and a half, so where are you at with this
1: one? For the same reasons I just said I like the under. I think yeah, Carolina's I mean, defense is going to gonna right? play if well.
0: You like it, if you like it close, you have to like the under too, I think.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I like Will Fuller in DFS. I really do. But Kenny Stills has sort of taken a piece of the pie there. So I think we have an ambiguous receiving core. So you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins. James Bradbury is going to be is going to be right on DeAndre Hopkins. Try to limit him. I like the under. I think this is a close, close game here down there in Houston.
0: I'm in lockstep with you. I think they cover the four, and I like the under as well. I think this is a little bit messier of a game than people realize, uh, especially because that Houston Texans offensive line is not very good too. So a lot of things can happen uh, on the defensive side for the Panthers. All right, here we go. Cleveland Browns travel to Baltimore. Now, I'm trying to remind everybody, and I try to do it on every show, that the Baltimore Ravens defense is not the same Baltimore Ravens defense you're accustomed to under Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and even to a lesser extent under Suggs and C.J. Mosley. This is a different unit, and they're showing it on a weekly basis. I know the first two weeks they looked great, but they were playing the Dolphins. And and actually, you know what? They didn't always look great against the Cardinals, so let's put it that way. Now You got Cleveland Browns coming in, and Cleveland's playing for their life. They're they're This is like a your season on the line almost kind of game because it's in division and because one and three is a tough hole to pull yourself out of. So. Baltimore is favored by six and a half. I think that's a huge number, considering I don't think either of these defenses are as good as some other people may have assumed they are. So to me, I can't get with the six and a half, even though I still think Baltimore wins this game. Where do you stand on this one, Mike?
1: There's two Mother of God games, two mod games this week. This is one of them. Baltimore rolls Cleveland. Oh, Freddie, oh, what is so. oh. what is Todd Munkin doing exactly? Can we get that job to be the offensive coordinator where Freddie Kitchens is calling draws on fourth I do and look nine in a headset? I will.
0: I hey, I wear it every day. I'm very the,
1: <laughs> the only thing that made me nervous was the fact that Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams were out last week. They were both hurt. They were both banged up against the Rams. That's no bueno. They're still injured. Browns may be without Morgan Burnett as well. You're not going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson. I agree that the Ravens defense is not the same level that it's been, but they usually show up at home here. No imagination on the Browns play calling love Baltimore to blow out Cleveland in this game.
0: Well, then I guess, do you like the over then? Because Absolutely. 45. Okay.
1: Absolutely. 100% going to score a lot of points. How do you stop Lamar Jackson? Mark Andrews is hobbled with a foot injury. No problem. Hayden Hurst will come in. Marquise Brown, air raid. Enough. Enough. Over. Well, and also just Lamar
0: Jackson by himself. Man, at the end of that game last week, when he had that touchdown run, and like he came up at the end, like like three guys touched him and it didn't matter. and He was still upright, spinning off the guys. It Just reminded you like what he did in college. And you just don't think that he could do that in the NFL and then he doesn't. You're like, wow, that is just an incredible, incredible talent right there. Fun to watch for sure. Uh, Speaking of the chiefs, they are going to travel to Detroit. Now, look, I know I've been on the lions all year. I know. I know I've been obnoxious about it, but the Cinderella fairy tale comes to an end. this week. Okay. It's just, it's going to be that it doesn't matter how much effort they give and they are giving a lot. And I think last year, The reason why Matt Patricia was unpopular because he went in there and he expected a lot more effort out of a team not used to giving effort. It's funny because in a year now, everyone's gone from, oh, these players don't like Matt Patricia. Now all of a sudden when they buy into the effort level and they're competitive and staying competitive and keeping games tight and then seeing what happens is determined into wins, all of a sudden things have gotten a little bit better in Detroit and people have a little bit different feeling about him. Isn't that fascinating, Mike? And now, now we're in a spot here where, look, Obviously, the Chiefs are favored by six and a half. I'm actually a little shocked this wasn't more, but I still feel pretty confident that the Chiefs win this game by a touchdown. I am, I'm, as much as I am uh, astounded at how well the Lions have played, even by my standards of expectation, because they've delivered every week for me, I feel like this one is, you know, this is where you get checked and you realize, okay, the bar is way up there where the Chiefs are, and we're still trying to figure it out. Where do you see this one at the six and a half?
1: Easy for yeah, the Chiefs? I- I agree. I'm with the Chiefs. I, people are saying, "Well, why is it so low?" I mean, how much? How much can you favor the Chiefs on the road against an undefeated team in Detroit? I, I understand that it's Mahomes' first game in a dome. i was just going right? to bring that up too. Could you imagine yeah. that's the first game he's played in dome? Or, I mean, and look been- at his weapons. Uh, he's yeah. got Watkins, Hardman with the speed on the carpet, Robinson, Kelsey. McCoy should be able to play in this game as well. And he's been talking about how the, the holes there in the offensive line are huge. Listen, Lions are 10th of defensive DVOA. They've played very well. Patricia's done a great job. I just can't see Kansas City winning this game. I can't see him losing it. And I can't see him winning it by less than seven. I can't, so I'll give the points.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so too. And I'll tell you about the 55 and a half, too. You know, I on the other side of this one, I think Matthew Stafford can throw the ball in that building as well. I think Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones have proven that they're capable as well. So I actually think the 54 and a half is an over for me in this one. And I think this is the first non ugly carry on Johnson game too. Like, you know, he's got a lot of ugly stats this year that you look up and like, well, the points are there for fantasy, but man, you don't love the numbers in terms of yardage total and how things are, you know, kind of equating in the deep stats. But I think that changes against the chiefs. I think over on the 54 and a half, what say you?
1: I'm going to go the under again for the same logic from last week, and I feel if I got the bad weather there, that would have worked out. Patricia knows he can't go up and down here with Patrick Mahomes. Lions have a solid offense. Kerryon Johnson, I agree, is going to be featured. Galladay should have a bounce-back game as well. Marvin Jones is good inside. I think Hawkinson comes out here. He's been asleep for a couple weeks. But Patricia knows he's got to milk this clock. It's got to be student body left, student body right. You can't have McCall Hartman flying around there on the carpet. So I will take the under. My problem is. I think you're a
0: hundred percent right. You, he knows they they can't go this route. And I think this is what makes carry on. We talked about him yesterday on the uh, DFS show with Chris Meany, which by the way, you should be subscribing to the pre-snap show. Great utilizing that line star app because we give you all this information over there too. So if you're wagering and you're just listening to us for that and you realize, Oh my gosh, it's a DFS show. It's all the same, baby subscribe to the pre-snap. And uh, we got three shows a week, this one with me and Mike. And then we got the two DFS shows with myself and Chris Meany. And, I don't think he wants to get into a pissing match with the chiefs. I think what happens is eventually the chiefs are so efficient and Patrick Mahomes is so incredible that he has like three, you know, three runs in a row where he'll touch the football there and gets drives and he scores touchdowns. And then you have no choice, but to get in a pissing match with him. And I think that's the problem. And I think that's where it ends up. It might not end up there in the first half, I think by the third quarter you're going to see that and it should be a a fascinating thing to watch. All right, the they're, they're going to
1: have to they're going to have to take a book out of that Patriot Giants Super Bowl. They got to get pressure there with 4. It's the same schematic. If they can get pressure right. on Mahomes with 4, that's the key.
0: You're 100% right. Uh it's it's going to be this is going to be a fun one to watch. Cuz uh, cuz I think there's going to be a, a ton of variables in this one, but man, the like you said the, the speed and that The speed at Patrick Mahomes in the Dome, that's going to be fascinating. I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, the Lions are looking up and going, man, now we got to go play catch up. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the Chargers and the Dolphins. So the Chargers go on the road to take on the Miami Dolphins, and uh, this one's only 15 this week. So we're used to the 22s, the 21 and a halfs. Now it's only 15. Gordon's back, but it's not going to be his turn yet because uh, you know he's like, "Oh, you're playing the Dolphins? I want to play, guys! I want to play!" But no, not this week, Melvin. You sit on the side. Are you comfortable with the fifteen? It's a two touchdown plus scenario here. I think that number when you when you go to fifteen, that's when everybody goes, Ugh. you know, it's got to be more than the two touchdowns. So where are you at with this one?
1: No, I'm going to take the fifteen. This is a team that needed two defensive. Returns for a touchdown to prevent them from covering at home against the Patriots. Here come the Chargers, flying East Coast for a one o'clock game. I know, uh, I am not on the Chargers here. I, I obviously, I think they're going to win. I'm not a fool, but at some point, the Dolphins are going to play well. They're going to keep a game close. Fifteen against a Chargers team that's struggling right now. Gordon isn't going to play. Hunter Henry's out. Mike Williams is hobbled. I think they could keep it within fifteen. I'll take the points. You know, this is a fascinating one to me. I think they can too. My concern is
0: the pass rush of the Chargers and the poor Dolphins line. This really concerns me. When you got Bosa and Ingram kind of guys coming at you and no offensive line, this to me reeks of defensive touchdowns and turnovers for the Dolphins. And that's why I actually think this one can go over because I don't, I think the Chargers can put up 21 on offense and another 14 on defense. And that's, you know, just the tail of the tape. Now, I do think the Dolphins will score in this one, but I think this those defensive changeovers or the potential for fumbles and, you know, pick sixes and all that stuff that happens with a good pass rush. I'm worried about that actually end up feeding into this number. So I'm going to go the other way. I think the 15, uh, the Dolphins can't cover that.
1: You know, Preston Williams dropped a touchdown. Rosen didn't look terrible at Dallas last week. Now they're home. Devontae Parker maybe has a couple catches in him. I, I just think they keep it close.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to... I'm going to say that um, I think they keep it close, but that I just, I'm worried about the defense there. So, uh, you know what? Give me, give me the chargers. Give me the chargers in the 15. There you go. I'm going to do it. 43 and a half though. I guess because of my mindset, I've got to go over in this game. Cause if I think the dolphins show up and actually score a touchdown, I got to think that with defensive scores potentially in this game, that it's going to go over. So what do you think about the chargers on the 43 and a half number here over under? (laughs)
1: Same thing. I I know Derwin James. Like I said, a a couple wide receivers. Preston Williams is tough in the red zone. I like the over here. I think Dolphins put up a couple touchdowns, maybe get to 17 points. Say the Chargers put it away with 30, 28, something like that. I'll take the over.
0: All right, let's move on to the New England Patriots at Buffalo. And uh, the Bills always play them tough. They played them tough last year. It was a very chippy game. And in the second half, Bill Belichick does what he does, which is make huge adjustments. And then, of course, they won the football game. And I kind of expect that to be a little similar in this one, too. I think Josh Gordon's going to get locked up quite a bit. Fine secondary, great safeties over there for the Buffalo Bills. They will find a way to confuse Josh Allen, and I think this is why the Patriots will end up winning this game eventually. The number is a touchdown. So Patriots by seven. Um, I actually think this is pretty safe. I think the Pats will, uh, will be okay here with the seven. What do you think about this number?
1: I love the Bills and the 7. Let me read to, <laughs> Let me read to you Tom Brady's passing lines against Sean McDermott's defense in Buffalo. Oh, they haven't been good. 126 <laughs> passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. 324 passing yards, that's the big one, but no touchdowns. 224 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 258 passing yards, no touchdowns one interception. I think it's a big James White day. He's had really good performances at Buffalo, 17.7 fantasy points per game. Love the seven, love McDermott's defense. Patriots are fantastic, but they haven't faced the hardest schedule so far. Little banged up on the offensive line. Love the seven and a half with Buffalo here. Uh, let's not forget about the Pats defense, who hasn't given up a, an offensive touchdown
0: since the AFC championship game. And I think that's why I'm comfortable with the seven here, because... I don't know if the Bills can get over 10. I really don't. I think 10 is like their max points here in this game, potentially maybe 13 they can hit. But we, with the de- way the defense is played, with the way that you know Tom Brady and Bill Belichick make adjustments in the second half, I think they will cover this. Now the number is 42 and a half, which I actually think the under in this one, uh, personally, I, I think this is like a 17-10 kind of game or a 20-10 kind of game. So where are you at with
1: that number? Well, if I like the Bills in the seven, it's certainly not going to be high scoring, exactly for the reasons you just said. So I will take the under also. Josh Allen can't start turning the ball over here, but they got to get some pressure on Brady. And if they do that, Josh Gordon's hobbled, Edelman's back at practice. I understand all that. I think it's going to be an under, and I think the Bills with seven is the play.
0: All right. uh, So Oakland Raiders will uh, come to Indianapolis, and they will take on the Colts. Colts probably without T.Y. Hilton, and it would be horrendously stupid if they pushed him. Okay, you got to be able to handle the Raiders in your own building. Okay, you could do it. It's fine. And yet another wait for Jacoby Brissett to kind of pile on (laughs) and find ways to win. And it might be an ugly win. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a win regardless. Now, the thing is, this number is six and a half. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of prefer Oakland to cover in this game because of the missing weapons. But I'm still pretty confident in the Colts winning this game outright. Where are you at? What's your temperature here?
1: Back-to-back road games for the Raiders. Raiders Man, are one true. and eight on the road under John Gruden, and they've been out they have been outscored by over fifteen points per game. I understand no Ty, but there is Ebron, there is Jack Doyle. They have speed on the carpet there. I'm going to give the points. I don't like the back-to-back with the Raiders. If they were home last week, I feel a little bit better about it. But I like Jacoby Brissett, Frank Reich. You talked about it last week. Great play callers, doing an excellent job. It may be close for a while, but the Colts pull away in the second half. All right. The number is 45 and a half, Mike. So where are we at with that? Now I'm going to go under. I like that Colts defense a lot and they're going to, they're going to play tough against the Raider team. It's very limited on offense. Josh Jacobs, He's getting the ball a lot when they're ahead. He's not when they're behind. Terrell Williams, it's all Darren Waller. And fine, you're going to focus your offense on Darren Waller. That's fine. He wasn't in the league last year, Joe. Okay, so really? that's never good when like, you focus your offense on a player. What about that who Darius
0: Leonard injury, though, on that defense, too? Because that's, yeah. uh, that's a huge one.
1: No, it is. It's huge. I, 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 I like the under. I think they will pull away. It's a very 24-14 game for me. I'll tell you what. You know, I think the most underrated head coach in the NFL, I thought it last year, too. Was Frank
0: Reich, and he didn't get any credit because Andrew Luck got all of it. And I think this year people are starting to realize it. Frank Reich is a is a hell of a excellent, yep, hell of a football guy, hell of a a a leader of men. (laughs) If you don't realize who Frank Reich is, go back and watch some of those Buffalo Bill games. We used to come in there when Jim Kelly would get hurt and people would rally around him. And that he's Braveheart. Frank Reich is Braveheart. Yeah. He's totally William Wallace. Follow me to the AFC Championship game. Hey, all right, let's do it. Let's go on to uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Falcons. Now, I've got all kinds of feelings about this one. I know Mike does too. I'm not feeling the Falcons, and I'll tell you why. The Falcons are the lamest tackling team I've ever seen for the last five years. They do not want to tackle anybody. And Derek Henry is the least – tackleable guy I can think of that. If you don't want to stand on the tracks when that train's coming through, and I think this is going to be a long day for that defense with him. And I think this is an upset. I really do. And maybe we'll talk about it. We'll see where Mike's at with this, but the Titans are favored. uh, Excuse me. The Falcons are favored at home by four, which I think is a huge number considering the way they've played. But Mike, I don't see this Falcons defense stepping up and all of a sudden shutting down Henry, the way that they like to arm tackle everybody. I don't see it.
1: Dan Quinn's in trouble. This Falcons defense, you said it last week, you can get whatever you want on this defense. They lost Keanu Neal, safety to the IR and Achilles injury. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle, he's nursing an injury. Tack McKinley has a knee. Here come Tennessee, knee jerk reaction. This is another line like last night's game knee jerk reaction. Tennessee looked terrible against Jacksonville, gave up nine sacks, whatever it is. Now they come in. Falcons at home, 25.9 points per game since 2017 but they give up 21.7 here comes derrick henry they're going to n- pull it away in the second half love the, t- the titans to win this game outright and i will take the four no problem all right here we
0: go let's do it so the number's 46 where are you out there
1: I'll take the over. I think they're going to put points up. I do think Atlanta scores, but I think there could be a defensive score here with the pressure that they're going to put on Matt Ryan Matt Ryan could easily have three touchdowns, three interceptions in this game or fumble, something like that. We don't know what EO Smith is going to do. So they're a little compromised. Uh, Love the over here. And I'll take the Titans to win outright as well as the four. It's a gift. You can get whatever you want in this Atlanta defense.
0: All right. Now this one's really tricky because you got the giants at home favored by two and a half with the Redskins, not a good defensive team this year. Now they're better against the run, but look, no Saquon Barkley in this game. You get Daniel Jones's homecoming debut, the conquering hero, right? So the building's going to be rocking. You and I both know that. We're, we're living in the same area. We, we know that that Giants building is going to be rocking for Daniel Jones. They're going to be super excited about this game. And the Redskins, look, they have all kinds of problems. They're not moving to Haskins. This is a division game. That's not happening, and it's certainly not happening next week when they play the Patriots. You could circle it on your calendar, October 13th against the Dolphins. That's when you'll see Haskins because that's the easiest game to get him in there. So where are you at with this one? I actually think the Giants win this football game. The 2.5 is concerning, but you know what? If it was 3.5, I'd be much more concerned. I'm okay. I'm on the Giants side of this one. I think it's safe. I think they win this one by a field goal, and that's that's exactly where they're at. Where are you at with the Redskins? Because I think you have a
1: different idea of this one. Find me one person who's taking the Redskins in this game. Find me one. There there isn't one. Everyone's on the Daniel Jones bandwagon. He played great, and he did. They lost their key offensive weapon in Saquon Barkley. No Golden Tate yet. They just have Evan Ingram. The Giants' defense is awful. Let's not forget they are terrible, and they're facing Washington here. I can't find one person that likes Washington in this game, and the line is minuscule. Just like last night, everyone thought the Eagles were getting get, going to get pounded by Green Bay. I will take Washington here. It's now up to three, right around there. No problem. I think the Redskins score, I think the Giants score, I think the kid could make a couple turnovers. I mean, after dropping four touchdowns at to Tampa Bay, Joe, is it reasonable that it maybe has a turnover or two? Washington needs this game in the absolute worst way. Be careful because the line is begging you. I will take Washington. All right, so 49, where are you at there, Mike? That's a little high. 50 points is a little high for two teams that aren't very good. So I'll stay with the under there. 24, 21, uh, 25, 24, something like that. I'll take the under. I'm not crazy about that. That's a lot of points.
0: All right. So let's move on to the next one here. Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals. This number in this one's 48. And I want to start with the number here because I think this is the sneakiest big total game. I think this one has 61 potential. I really do. I I just do. I don't believe in the Seahawks defense on the road. I don't believe in the Cardinals defense anywhere. Uh, I think these are two quarterbacks that can make a lot of athletic plays and make things happen. And I think this one is going to go far and above this number. So the 48 to me, that's the number to really concentrate on. Now, do you see this game the same way I do? Because I think this is a whole bunch of scoring and uh, not a whole lot of defense.
1: Yeah, I'm writing a a DFS article and I love stacking Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and Christian Kirk in this game. There's going to be points galore. I do think Seattle pulls away. If Seattle had won last week against New Orleans, I'd be a little nervous. But Russell Wilson should be able to shred the Arizona defense. I mean, they've given up points galore and touchdowns all over the place. So I agree. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think David Johnson has a really good game here. But I do like Seattle. I, I don't like them losing to the Saints. And now they're going to come and lose to Arizona. I don't see that.
0: All right. uh, So the number here in this one was the five. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think (laughs) I, I don't know why. Sometimes you just have feelings about games, but also just what I've seen historically of the Seahawks on the road is some wacky, wacky things happening in the last couple of years. And with Chris Carson's fumbling of the football for me, I think this one is closer than this. I don't think they win this one by a touchdown. I don't see that happening. Five, I think is a wacky number anyway, um so to me i actually think the cardinals find a way to cover this game i really do it's just it's not gonna be a pretty one <laughs> but i think they're going to cover it for you sure. don't
1: believe in a cj pro coming back uh, here, I, I don't think.
0: and you know <laughs> well here's the thing carson is on notice now he could respond with a huge game no fumbles all this stuff but so far i mean you have to keep that variable in mind and the fact they can't pivot right away to rashad penny is also fascinating which means again to me where i feel like it's going to be a very very heavy day in the air and david johnson hasn't really been utilized I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where we look up and both guys are over 300 yards passing i think it's that kind of a contest personally it's the sneaky dfs total of the week too i think i think oh, this Joe, you got joke you got to break
1: that will disley jersey out of your closet though well, <laughs> well look
0: it doesn't matter it's only a tyler lockett anyway i think metcalf can have a good game in this one too but look when you're when you're getting 14 targets a game on <laughs> tyler lockett It's, I mean, you got to run him out there. I mean, that first game was very terrifying. Granted, that one catch for the touchdown, you're like, oh, my God. But after that, it's been like 10 catches, eight catches. I mean, they're all over the place. He's getting double-digit targets every week. Uh, Buccaneers at Rams. Now, Jared Goff at home, historically much better. Uh, So this one is nine. So can they go and win this game by nine, I guess is the question. I think they can because the Bucs are still not a good football team. I don't care how many points they put up last week. But is this another one that could be one of these scary shootout games? Because we saw the Rams get involved in a couple of those last year. We saw them get involved with one uh, with the Vikings, which was hilarious and nobody saw coming, I think. And then we saw the same thing happen when they played New Orleans. So how do you feel about this number with the nine with the Rams, even though they're at home?
1: This is my second mother of God game. (laughs) 342 passing yards per game. Jared Goff at home. Tampa Bay with. Mistake-prone Jameis Winston against a Rams defense that's been incredibly impressive with all the Rams offense and the explosion there and the receivers and the points. No one is talking about the Rams defense. They are going to lock down Mike Evans. They're going to lock down Chris Godwin. Love the Rams in this spot. Give the nine points gladly. They're going to put points galore up. I know Gurley is is hobbled. We talked about that. It doesn't matter. Love the Rams here, especially because their defense is going to force Jameis into turnovers.
0: All right. So the number is 49 and a half. Where are you with
1: that? I'll go over. Maybe they're chasing points late and they get a couple bombs there. The Rams are dropping 30 in this game. Absolutely take it to the bank. They're putting 30 up. The question is, what are the Bucs going to do? I probably would stay away. If you made me pick, i go over. But They're getting 30. The Rams, no problem. Love giving the nine in this spot. Give me your score. Give me a score in this one. I never asked this, but I'm just
0: curious. What's your score in this one? 34-14.
1: 34.
0: So you're looking blowout. Okay. Something like that. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Well, and also, Winston's so turnover prone, you know, that that it kind of kills. That's the thing. It's like, it's very hard to keep track when you turn the ball over. Yeah. That's that's always a big problem. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to head into Denver. They head in there without Jalen Ramsey. So it's going to be a little bit tougher, Um, but the Denver Broncos, we all know what they want to do. They want to run the football Gardner Minshew. Can he go in there and can he beat the Denver Broncos in a tough place to play in mile high? The numbers three, can he cover it? Can he win? What can he do? Gardner Minshew. Are you believing?
1: I love Gardner Minshew. He's fantastic. I just like Denver in this spot. I have some weird Joe attraction to the Denver offense, even though it's inept. (laughs) I love the running backs. Philip Lindsay. Why is that?
0: Why do we have no idea?
1: I have no idea. I am too, and I
0: don't know why. Royce
1: Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton's coming around. No Jalen Ramsey's going to hurt. The Broncos will be able to get a sack. They don't have a sack yet. They are going to be able to get a sack and get pressure there. I will give the three. I like Denver at home in in the altitude. Love Gardner Minshew. I think he's going to play very well, but I think Denver pulls away here. I I like the Broncos at home to, to win this game.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If Gardner Minshew wins this game and then goes on a little run, it's going to be fascinating to see when I guess it's like week 11 or something when Foles is able to return because they just poured $88 million into that guy. What do you do? Like, what what do you do if Gardner Minshew wins this game? This is another huge victory for him. I mean, how many can he put in that headband of his (laughs) before Nick Foles doesn't have a job anymore?
1: I remember when Seattle put all that money out for the free agent quarterback. Matt Flynn, Flynn, right? You're going to play the guy who's winning. If he wins, Nick Foles is going to sit. That's all there is to it. Maybe Nick Foles is better coming off the bench. That's what he did with Philadelphia. All right, the number's 38. I got to go under here. Yeah, it's kind of a stay away for me. I I don't yeah. want to get involved in a sixteen to ten game, and the, you know, so it's a stay away for me. But it's it's a tough one. But I'll, I'll take Denver at home. Altitude kick in. Get that oxygen mask ready. Well, yeah,
0: man. I mean, they should they should have cashed in on the Bears, and the Bears eats one out there. Terrible. And it's that Ugh. it's that in a they come out flat in the first half of every game, and and it always always seems to catch up with them at the end. Like they they can't they can't do this. They can't keep coming out flat in the first half every single game, Denver. It's just, it's not a good look. It's, it's going to put you in bad spots at the end they, of games.
1: They're going to have to go to Cortland Sutton and they're going to have to rely on the running game. A point of note here, Royce Freeman's touches have gone up 11, 16, 19 every game. So he's very involved. I think it's, it's a two headed monster there with Lindsay and they rely on that. I'll tell you what too. There's a massive overreaction to Philip Lindsay's good game. And I'm the Lindsay truther. I'm
0: the guy that's got him everywhere and believes in him as a better running back overall. But this is the perfect time to buy on Royce Freeman because of the volume because that's not going to change anytime soon. And because God forbid, if you're a Lindsay owner and something pops, the wrist goes, the knee goes, something goes. Royce Freeman is going to be the lion's share of those carries. So, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, perfect buy low this week, if you could pull it off. Let's move on to the next one here. The Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears, another huge in-division matchup here. Bears favored by two and a half. My concern is Kirk Cousins' ability to execute. He's been so bad, and the Bears' defense is so good. I just I think this is comfortable. I really do. I think they win this game by three. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe Dalvin Cook can overcome all this. I'm just concerned that Kirk Cousins can't make enough plays right now against this defense. And I don't know. Look, I'm not believing that last week was the Mitchell Trubisky turnaround, but it's at least a confidence builder in the very least. So that's where I'm at with this one. Where are you at?
1: Um, I'm in agreement. We're in total agreement here. Uh, Let's see Dalvin Cook. Let's see what you got. You've been fantastic. You've been amazing. Let's see you go into Chicago and put up a big line because you're going to have to because Stefan Diggs wants a trade. Kirk Cousin hasn't been throwing the ball a lot. The cornerbacks will be able to limit Adam Thielen. I don't see how Minnesota moves the ball here. I love that Bears defense at home. Trubisky's got some weapons. I agree with you. Nagy's going to have some creative play calling David Montgomery has played very very well he's gotten the majority of the touches he could have a nice game here against Minnesota I will give the points I love the Bears at home here I just don't like the Minnesota offense if you can stuff Dalvin Cook which not many teams can but Chicago can all right uh, let's move on here oh do we do the number
0: here 38
1: sorry 38 that's it stay away I don't want to get involved in that yeah yeah yeah, stay away from me yep
0: running away Dallas Cowboys you know, the Cowboys right now seem to be the team that's just riding the perfect train of hitting every team at the right time. You know, it's like they hit the Eli Manning Giants. <laughs> they've, they've hit the Dolphins, uh, you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick before they made the full changeover. Right. They've they've. Um, oh, no, like Rosen did start that week. No, never mind. I, I, I pulled that back. My apologies there. But but still now they're going to play Drew Brees. Uh, and uh, no, wait, no, they're not. They're they're gonna play Teddy Bridgewater. That's right. There, there's the Saints without
1: and Taysom and Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah, oh, and Taysom Hill. Let me not forget Taysom Hill. But you see what I'm saying? It's like they're hitting everything. You know, hitting the Dolphins early in the season is great because maybe they'll figure some things out. You know, hitting the the Giants early for one game before Daniel Jones, the conquering hero, changes the dynamic of the offense. Hitting the Saints without Drew Brees. I mean, they seem like they're just having a magical little run here. And I don't know if this is the week they get checked. They're favored on the road in New Orleans by two and a half. And I can't disagree. I can't come up with a reason why they
1: shouldn't be. Can you? Yeah, I can. Because for the same reason that Vegas has those buildings, okay, all over the place, (laughs) the money is pouring in on the Cowboys. Cowboys, America's team, very popular, undefeated. They look great. The line hasn't moved, Joe. It's two and a half, and you know the money and the bets are pouring in here on the Cowboys, and Vegas is not moving the line. Learn. Learn what's going on here with the lines. Forget the football knowledge. Go with the lines, people. Love the Saints in this game. At home, that was a huge win at Seattle last week. They're gonna the dome's gonna be rocking. Here come the Cowboys, who do do stinkers once in a while on the road. Remember, they went to Denver a couple of years ago and got absolutely destroyed when they were playing well. The Cowboys are off to a great start. I just think you're going to give me points with the Saints at home, and no one thinks they're going to keep this close with Drew Brees. Right? He's out, so Bridgewater, the limited passing game. I think the Saints defense can actually pull it together, and because they haven't moved the line, and because everyone's betting on the Cowboys, I'm going to go the opposite and take the Saints. I would normally agree with you. I think the Cowboys are rocking on every
0: cylinder right now. And I think they have prime confidence. And I think the quarterback has prime confidence and the defense has played well. And I know everybody, you know, last week too, you know, Teddy Bridgewater went in there with that New Orleans Saints team and they won that football game, but they won it basically on defensive plays. Let's be honest. The big defensive plays were the ones that kind of turned that game. So for me, I actually think that's Mike brings up a hundred good points and, it would not shock me at all if the Saints win this football game. But I think that the the Dallas Cowboys are gonna find a way because right now I think America's team is having a magical run. Now that's gonna it's gonna end in the playoffs. They're gonna get checked by somebody. Like when they play the Bears, that's gonna be the wake-up call <laughs> of the world yeah, for them. Go, yep, mm-hmm. oh my god, well, what is this? Or maybe even the Packers. I don't know, although we could talk about that play calling <laughs> and all the other nonsense, but or or maybe the execution or maybe the the hold everybody has an opinion about that goal line play on thursday night but anyway the number here is 47 so you like the over here you think this is a scoring onslaught or you think it gets uh, pulled down a little bit into a defensive struggle
1: uh, i think it's a defensive struggle but i would stay away from this line it's you know when i have a strong opinion on the point spread i don't want to mess it up with the over under and i i really think the saints are going to win this game and i just don't want to get a loss there with an over under number it's going to be is it 24 21 you know, something like that, because Bridgewater, time of possession, and maybe Latavius Murray gets involved more, maybe, but I'm going to stay away from the over-under there.
0: All right, the Bengals Monday night against the Steelers, another in-division rivalry game. Uh, The Steelers playing for their life right now. They're at home. They got a matchup they should win. Mason Rudolph at home now. We'll see how he plays and responds there. You hope that Connor is getting healthier as time goes on. You need a big game out of him. I think the Steelers rally at home Monday night live crowd trying to get in there and, and kind of rally the troops a little bit. I think they win this, and I think they cover the three and a half. I really do. I just think the Bengals are a bad football team, and Joe Mixon's not healthy. I don't, and if Joe Mixon shows up healthy to this game for the first time this year, that might change my opinion, and I'll look back and say I was wrong. But until then, I just don't see it happening. Now, let's see. Where are you at with this one? Do you think the Bengals can go on the road and win in Pittsburgh Even, you know, even though they haven't played necessarily very well all year either, especially on the defensive
1: side. Steelers own the Bengals. It's a get right game for James Conner. Most of the bets are coming in on the Bengals and they're increasing the line, making it now four. So you can get more points with the Bengals like Mason Rudolph at home. Impressive in his first start against San Francisco there with a couple big plays late. Like that the Steelers defense is going to bottle up the Bengals running game. That Bengals offensive line is terrible. Bengals, by the way, defense are allowing 5.3 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Big get right game for James Conner. Love the Steelers to get a big win here on Monday night.
0: All right. So the lumber is 43 and a half. I'm running away from this one. I want nothing to do with it. I have no beat on it whatsoever. Yeah, same (laughs) same feeling. Same feeling. No way. All right. So we want to win you guys some merch and we do that here for line star every week where we do our upset special calls so uh, i've won a lot of people a lot of hats every week and some t-shirts and some toothbrushes and i don't know maybe some sneakers i don't know what we're giving away man but we're giving away a bunch of stuff mike randall's also won some people some stuff uh, earlier in the season here so mike i'm gonna give you the board week four upset special time where are you going this week
1: You can get whatever you want on the Atlanta defense at any time. And here comes Derrick Henry running down their throat. Knee-jerk reaction. Atlanta's at home. It's a get-right spot, right? And, And Tennessee looked terrible against Jacksonville last week in the rain. Extra game to prepare. This is still a Titans team that can dial up a great game plan. They beat the Patriots badly at home last year. Don't buy into Atlanta. Dan Quinn's in trouble. Here comes Tennessee. Smash mouth. Tennessee Titans win outright over the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Ooh, baby, I love it. Uh, you know what? Look, I have to pick another one because we have to battle for one of the listeners of the show. But I am in 100% agreement here. 100% agreement with with Mike on this one. I I I love the Tennessee team in this one. Not only do I think they cover, I think they win too. Uh, we'll see what happens because they've been jekyll and Hyde, which is a little frustrating. The quarterback plays up and down. But at the end of the day, it's just the Atlanta Falcons tackling. It's just, it's so brutal. My, I mean, when you watch them, it's just like they, their effort level is so poor. And we talk about effort level quite a bit. And uh, I just, uh, to me, that's where it's at. All right. For me, my upset special is the Arizona Cardinals. That's right. There they're it going, is. There oh. it is. Arizona Cardinals cover the five. I Look, I don't think they're going to win the game outright, but I think they're going to cover the five. I think this is a 31, 31, 30 game. And I think the Seattle Seahawks just eke this one out. And because the the Cardinals will make mistakes and those mistakes will haunt them in another game. Could be a 31, 28. You could take the over to the bank in this one. I'm telling you right now, I like the over. I like the Cardinals to cover, but I don't think that they're going to win the football game. Sorry. I'm sorry Cardinals fans, but Hey, at least you're being competitive It's a hell of a lot better than last year. So I'm not going to go that far. For the complete turnaround win there and the shocking W. But if you are looking for the shocking W, I think Jacksonville would be the shocking W. That's where you put your money there for the outright win. I don't know how it's going to happen, but somehow Mr. Mustache Gardner Minshew is going to find a way, I think. And boy, oh boy, that's going to be fun if he goes on a run. Oh, get ready. That controversy's coming. All right. That'll do it for me and Mike Randall. You can follow him on Twitter at Randall Ramp. You can follow me at Joe 17 And of course, follow the Line Star app at LineStar app and LineStar NFL. Make sure you're downloading the LineStar app and upgrading to the premium product as well. That way you get all the tools you need to be successful in DFS, in wagering. Great stuff there too from Greg Landry and our boy Nitro DFS, Mr. Humphreys as well. So it's a fantastic crew of people doing fantastic work. And I'm telling you, it is the best DFS site out there, man. The tools there are so easy to, to utilize. The optimizer is fantastic. It's so much more streamlined. And for people especially new to DFS, I'm telling you, it's a difference maker. It really is. Chris and I talk about it every week, and the reason why part of our research is so good is because of some of the research we're getting from the app. So that'll do it for me and Mike Randall. We hope you have a great weekend of football, a great weekend of wagering, and that all your bets are winners. So that'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except set down,
1: win, win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.